Hey guys, Ian here with another episode of Unleashed and Unhinged, the podcast where we talk about all things dog. Dog training, dog behaviour, dog health, literally anything you can think about when it comes to dogs, we'll talk about on here. We hope you enjoy the episode. everyone thanks so much for tuning in episode one of this podcast um as you could probably tell by the intro my name is ian and i am the host of unleashed and unhinged um hopefully for my sake you might be hearing a lot of my voice and a lot from my friends in the industry as well um i'm gonna just take this little episode to talk a little bit about I'll introduce you to who I am, uh, what it is I do, um, kind of where this podcast might lead. It's obviously really early days at the minute, but um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's something I've done in the past, but having another crack at it with this um, because I really missed it and absolutely realised as soon as I started re-recording the podcast how much I really love doing it. Um, it's something I personally enjoy is my favorite way of learning is listening to, uh, audio books and podcasts. It seems to be the best way for me to absorb information. Um, and so if I can share, uh, some insights and some insights from the awesome people in the industry that I know, um, then hopefully we can make, you know, the dog world a slightly better place. Um, okay. So a little bit about, the podcast. Let's start there, shall we? This is aimed at anybody that has a dog, loves their dog, wants to live a better life with their dog, wants to help their dog, wants to raise a healthy and happy dog. The whole point is to just help people with as much information as possible. Of course, no one study or any sort of report or any podcast or any sort of set of information is going to be a hundred percent accurate for everybody. Um, and that's okay. Uh, hopefully you'll find enough in here that just kind of keeps you ticking over, keeps you learning and there'll be enough applicable information, uh, for you to be able to take into real life to actually genuinely help you in your situation. Um, we're going to be talking to people, within the industry, but in all aspects of the industry. So whether it's dog training, uh, dog behavior, you know, looking at the history of dogs, different breeds, looking at dog health. So I'm very fortunate to have friends in the industry that are vets and uh, medical practitioners, um, physios, things like that. So we'll be inviting all of these people on to give a really broad sense of what's going on in the dog world what's going on with our dogs and how can we best help them there's it's my kind of underlying belief that we can help more dogs if we look at their well-being um as a priority we're going to see fewer problems and i know it sounds real simple when you say it out loud but like, yeah, essentially like so many of the unwanted things with our dogs, like problem behaviors, illness and all of that, 
They're coming from a place of poor health. They're not coming from the old, outdated mindsets of disobedience, dominance, and all of that. We'll unpack all of that in the episodes to come. And how that looks in the modern world. Uh, At the end of the day, um, dog ownership, dog guardianship uh, has changed more in the last 20 years than it has it did in the previous 200 before that. Um, the landscape of which we live with dogs is vastly different. Um, we are involving them in more things in our life uh, than we ever did before. We are asking more of them. And the expectations on our dogs has changed. Um, and the information about our dogs is starting to catch up. But the reality is that a lot of the outdated information that is still prevalent is holding people back from actually being able to advance uh, to be able to live a happy and healthy life with their dog because a lot of those teachings are outdated and a bit archaic and sometimes actually more damaging than good. Um, A little bit about myself. My background uh, in dog behaviour and in general is with... So I've been working in the industry as a or some form or other, pretty much since I got my first dog, a couple of years after I got my first dog when I was just 21, and I'm trying to remember what year that is right now, but it's failing me. A long time ago now, (laughs) let's let's say that. I think at this point in my life, it's 15 years ago. And, um, oh no, just had my birthday 16 years ago. And so... um, long time and I started off working in rescue my own dog was giving me um well I thought she was giving me a hard time turns out she was going through a hard time and that's the kind of thing that where I came from the mentality was very much like correct the dog uh the dog is getting it wrong and so it's our duty to teach the dog to do better, hold the dog accountable. We don't, I don't operate like that anymore. Um, over the years, I've gone from working in a rescue to dog walking to behavior consulting. Um, and in 2015, I set up Bondi Behaviorist, a dog training and behavior company here in Sydney. Um, and I keep trying to learn, keep studying. I keep going to study different fields, different areas of dog training, because I'm really interested in doing the right thing and I really believe that we're always learning you know I believe that we're all doing the best we can with the information we have at the time but we should always be open to learning new things and having come from that kind of growing up in Midlands England coming from an old school viewpoint on behavior I had to change my own ways many years ago uh, where yeah there was people more educated than me um, and I had to admit that the things that I'd been doing weren't no longer aligned with current information, current education. I had to change my opinion um, based on their facts, um, which hopefully is a good trait to have in general, Um, not letting my opinions get in the way of facts. But I continue to learn. Um, One of my favourite things that I've studied over time uh, is... Uh, applied ethology, which is the study of uh, living organisms in uh, a human environment, so particularly dogs, obviously. Um, and that was with Kim Brophy uh, with her legs, um, 
family me- applied applied ethology family mediation course. Um, I also enjoy looking at so there's a few ways to look at behaviour which I've really enjoyed studying over the years and like that ethology lens. So really looking at like the genetics of the dog, looking at the history of the dog, where what was the dog bred for, what's inherently rewarding for that dog, what what behaviours are so ingrained in that dog that we're very likely to see them what are they going to find inherently reinforcing and punishing um what do they find enriching um is a big one for me it's like okay really understanding the dog in front of you then you've got that word enrichment and so going off and studying what enrichment really means and we're going to unpack that in upcoming episodes really fast uh, really soon which I'm super excited about because that underpins so many of the things that we do and the way we approach dog behavior. Uh, I enjoy looking, enjoyed studying with Dr. Susan Friedman um, on the applied behavior analysis, really looking at behavior through the lens of what behavior happens for consequences. So we all do behavior, not just they, not just dogs. We all do behavior. Every living thing, behavior is consequential. You know, I, I eat to get food. I, the dog might bark and lunge to create space. It's looking at it through a very objective lens, um, which, which is extremely important when we're looking at behavior through that uh, and, and trying to change behavior. So if we look at, if we don't assess where the behavior is coming from and why is it happening um, through a functional lens, uh, then we're going to be really struggling to help that individual dog in the first place because if we don't know what its motivation was, then we're going to end up potentially working against the dog rather than with it. I also really like looking at behaviour through a medical lens um, in the sense that, you know, is the dog coming, doing the behaviour because it's in pain? So pain drives so many things uh, and avoiding pain is... A fundamental part of life. Um, so, if we're ever is it poor health? Is there poor health driving? Uh, and is there a real underlying motivator in an individual's behaviour through the medical lens? And while I'm not a medical practitioner by any stretch of the imagination, having sat in many many hours uh, of consultations with vets and veterinary behaviourists, and seeing the way that uh, they talk about behavior, learning so much from them over the years, I've, I feel fortunate enough to be able to get a handle. While I can't diagnose, I can understand how a medical approach, uh, understanding health, pain, and even on the emotional side of it, how emotions will drive behavior uh, really matter. At the end of the day, all of these factors, when we're looking at why behavior happens, we, ha- we have to take them all into account. That emotional side of it, is, is huge. You know, if the dog feels uncomfortable, feels unsafe, feels like they're angry, feels like they're jealous, feels like they're just overstimulated or feeling anxious, these are all, again, more motivators as to why the behavior happens. And as a behavior consultant, it's my job to try to look at behavior through as many of these lenses as possible so that I can get the most accurate read on the situation and then in turn come up with the most appropriate plan of action to be able to support the dog and that family uh, to create more more behaviours that whatever we might want, whether that's 
more socially appropriate behaviors, more desirable behaviors, whatever label we want to put on that. I'm in the business as a behavior consultant of creating behavior change. And to be able to do that, I need to look at the motivation behind current behaviors in the first place. So as that's uh, me in Bondi Behaviorist. Bondi Behaviorist itself has, over the last eight years, nine years now, has evolved. There, I'm very fortunate to have a really awesome team of trainers in my care. I absolutely love having them on board. It's one of my best learning assets in terms of, you know, if I've got, if I come across some new information in the industry, I can bounce it off of them. We catch up regularly. We have an open conversation around what's going on in the dog world and keeps us all on our toes. And they're an awesome group of humans. And they've all got some really cool strengths that I don't have, which can only make us as a team even stronger. So we, uh, we, I'm very fortunate. I feel very, very lucky to have this team at Bono Behaviorist. Um, and yeah, so if you ever do need a dog trainer in Sydney, look us up. We'd be happy to help. I've also got um, Canine Caregivers, which is an online platform. It's all about making information, everything that we talk about today, more um, not today, but in the podcast in general, more concise, more uh, deliberately pulling apart the information so, and making it digestible um, for the general public uh, with some training tips, training videos, uh, and all kinds of basically any sort of information. We're constantly building the library in canine caregivers um, to be able to support people, not just in Sydney. One of the things I really realized early on was my goal is to help dogs and help people. And while I love my job as a behavior consultant, um, effectively, I'm, as I'm sitting there or working with that individual, I'm helping one family at a time, which is wonderful. Uh, but by creating canine caregivers, the whole point of that was to be able to make that information more accessible to more people. Um, and so... Yeah, look, look it up. It's a, it's a really cool resource. It's always growing. And my business partner in that, uh, Dominique Hone, another awesome local dog trainer here in Sydney, she is an absolute rock star. She knows her shit. It's uh, pretty awesome to work with her. I feel really privileged as well to just even be next to her in this, pla- in this, uh, in this platform. So that's the first two. It's um, these two Ventures have definitely been all about um, educating the people who have the dogs in their care. You know, at the end of the day, we we can't help the dogs unless we help people. Um, And that's a fact. Like, whether we like it or not, when we get into this industry, we think we're going to often, often we think we're going to work with dogs, and we do to a point, but more often than not, we're working with people. So... Hence, creating these resources because people make are the ones that make the difference. And then finally, my uh, latest venture is called Mutley, and this project is all about helping other professionals. So, this platform is literally there to help dog training businesses or any pet care business in the in the dog industry um, be able to run their business more effectively with educational resources as well. It's the software you need to run your business with the support as well as a community 
and all the information behind it to back it up. So resources available. It's a really cool project. We've been working on it for a couple of years. It's new, newly released. Um, and again, I feel so fortunate. But the one thing that underpins it all, as I said a second ago, is to be able to help as many dogs and people as possible. If I can help, if I can help a dog, fantastic. If I can help... Uh, dog guardians help their dogs then I can help even more dogs and if I can help more professionals help more dog guardians then my range is even bigger and the whole point of this is to scale the amount of uh, accessibility to information not just my own um, but you know some like I said earlier like uh, so many awesome people within this industry and trying to give them a platform as well I really do believe that everybody, I think I said it a second ago, everybody's doing the best they can with the information that they have, that they have at the time. Um, and so, you know, my, our methodologies are very much about trying to motivate, trying to uh, use positive reinforcement to create desirable behaviours. And we've moved away from that kind of punishment lens of suppressing undesirable behaviours. But that doesn't mean that we're just permissive of everything that happens you know there's got to be rules there's got to be structure and trying to navigate how that looks in the modern world with our dogs and like a lot of people probably aren't as familiar as myself and many of the other professionals that might be listening in you know that divide between the two cultures uh, between whether to use aversives or not I sit on my side of the fence if I choose not to use aversives but I try to keep an open dialogue with as many people as possible. You know, um, at the end of the day, I've been on that camp before and I wouldn't be sat here today if it wasn't for some open-minded people that were willing to talk to me. So, yeah, it's, like I said, we're going to have so many, so many guests over time. Uh, we're going to keep this podcast rolling. They're going to be coming out week after week. Um, I can't wait. This is something, like I say, I've done it before, but I'm really excited to be relaunching a whole new project. Um, And we'd love your feedback as well. So don't forget, if you ever want to reach out to me, please feel free to do so. Uh, You can find me uh, either on my website, ianshivers.com, or on Instagram, ianshiversdogadvocate. That's it for this week, guys. I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode and uh, learned a little bit about me and kind of just set you up so that you know a little bit more about what's to come. In reality, I don't really know what's about to come because, hey, we're going <laughs> to we're just going as and as and when we please. We're going to be bringing in the people that are available at the time. And so hope you enjoy. See you soon, folks. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for this week, guys. If you ever want to ask questions, give feedback, or just provide some suggestions regarding the podcast, find me on Ian Shivers Dog Advocate on Instagram. I'll be happy to help. If you're feeling really generous, leave us a review on whatever platform it is that you're listening to this podcast on. And if you want to nerd out more with us, then find our sponsors because they're the ones that make all of this possible. See you next week. This episode is sponsored by Canine Caregivers. I've had so many people reach out to me over the years, not knowing where to turn to online for reliable and consistent advice on how to raise a healthy and happy dog. The information out there is hard to navigate. It's hard to know who to trust and who not to trust. And frankly, some of it is just downright dangerous. That's why we created Canine Caregivers. 
a place where you can come and get educational resources and access a supportive community founded on the care approach for people just like you, whether you've just brought a dog into your life or you've got a dog that is experiencing some unwanted behaviors. The content is updated regularly and we constantly keep in touch with our members to make sure that we are bringing relevant and up-to-date content that truly matters to you. There's different tiers of membership for different needs. So you can be sure that you don't have to break the bank to access the information that can literally make all the difference to the quality of life between you and your dog. Head to caninecaregivers.com.au to learn more.